We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecki, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Welcome back to another episode of the Eight Black Hands podcast. I am here once again with my brothers, uh, the vainglorious, the amazing. He got so many names. I'm going to let him do his own justice, uh, Chris Stewart. And we got all the way over on the other coast, our good brother, Ray Ankrum. We are missing one of our brothers tonight on this episode, but he will be back with us soon. Fellas, how are we doing, Chris? Let's start with you and then, Ray, you, you, you let the folks know. I'm sad, man. I'm sad. I'm I'm just I'm just mourning the death of the black mind. People are coming for us from all directions. Like if you are an education uh, advocate right now, you do feel like the proverbial one legged man in an ass kicking contest. You got to be busy right now. You got to be busy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's sad. Ray, how, how are you doing? I'm not sad. <laughs> I won't let stuff like that consume my life, man. I, I try to focus on the positive things, man. Good vibes, good vibes, good vibes. Okay. But I am pretty pissed off with this Bernie Sanders thing, man. I'm annoyed as hell that Bernie Sanders decided that he wanted to come for charter schools. So I'm going to read his tweet, and then we could talk about it. Well, can All I right. say how I'm doing first? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, right? How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm great. Uh, I'm happy to be on here with you all, man. And uh, I'm interested and ready to talk about this Bernie topic as well. I think it's going to be an interesting show. All right. So Bernie Sanders tweets uh, on May 17th at 1.41 p.m. Charter schools are led by unaccountable private bodies and their growth has, has drained funding from public school system. When we're in the White House, we will ban for-profit charter schools. Mm. So I do want to hone in on the for-profit piece, right? Mm. But you guys talk about it. What do you guys think about that? Uh, Chris, you want to go first? I mean, because I, I feel like you're going to have the hottest to take. So it's up to you if you go ahead. Chris. I, no, I feel like we all should have the hottest take on it because it's, well, it's, it's dumb. I, it, it is dumb. I think, dumb. I think that, but I think Ray brought up a good point. Like he said, for-profit charter schools. And I think that that's going to take some unpacking, right? Because if you're talking about just straight out for-profit charter schools, which a lot of places in the country have banned, then we can have a conversation, right? Because that's a different thing. That's like online schools or whatnot that like are not serving folks. But if he is trying to say that charter schools as, a, as an apparatus as a whole is a for-profit entity and he wants to ban them into perpetuity, then I just think that that's the dumbest thing that I've heard him say out of his mouth. So that's why I said you probably got the hottest of takes, and I and, and I think that might be where Ray is going as well because he honed in on the uh, for-profit part too. So yeah. what's your well, thoughts? So a couple of things, and we'll come back to this other part, which is the, the thing that is getting a lot of news is, is that he said a lot about charter schools, but he actually put out a 10-point plan. So even I was criticizing him for not having a full plan. He did put out a 10-point plan that's got 10 things in it, and, and we could come back to that. We could cover that part. The for-profit thing is a farce, right? Yeah. There are 15% of charter schools, if that amount, that have, no, it's a, 15. It is 15. have a contract with a third party to help manage the actual schools. The schools themselves stay public. Here's my thing about what even what you just said. 
mm-hmm. I don't take anything off the table. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're in an online school, if you're in a for-profit, not-profit, whatever. People of color actually are going to non-profits, for-profits, whatever. We can all make arguments of which one is, is trash. You've said this a million times on this show. They all could be trash, right? Yeah. So, and, and here's the thing. Whatever criteria you use to take something off the table, I think you should use that criteria against the mainline system first. Uh-huh. So, so if, if that a school is trash is a reason for, for shutting it down, let's do that with the traditional system where the majority of our kids are first then, right? 93%. 93%. If less test scores or lower test scores is the problem, then let's close all the schools that have those exact same test scores. Let's not pick and choose. Let's not be choosy. Mm-hmm. Let's just apply the same standard across the board. You don't like that schools, you say, you know, push people out. Well, then let's get rid of all the district schools that push people out. Let's just close them and fire everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're talking about a plan I'm okay with, right? If you want to limit charter schools, let's limit district schools for the same but, criteria. But then, but in, the, in, the same, in the same space, we got to talk about why he did this. This right? is true. This we got to talk true. about why you can't, you can't go into for-profit or, 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 or the numbers and whatnot without discussing why he did it. That's right. Bernie Sanders is desperate right now. That's right? true. You got Joe Biden in the polls that's killing him, right? You got um, Elizabeth Warren that just came out with, with, with an education plan t- saying that her education secretary will be a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. She's, getting big, uh, she's getting big big people behind her for saying that. So he had to come out, and just like Democrats do all the time, they need to cater and cowtail to the teachers union. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly why he put this tweet out. Hot button topic right now is charter schools. Everybody wants to blame charter schools for everything. But like as Charles has said before, public schools suck before charter schools. Mm-hmm. Right. So right now I'm tired of being a punching bag for these folks. So let's talk about why he did this. And it's true. It's political. It's political. And, you know, it's, it's actually smart, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he, he wants to pull up the left of the left. Right. He right. wants that. He definitely wants the union vote. So he wants to be more union than thou. He definitely wants, I mean, teachers vote, man. And here's the thing. Kamala Harris started a charter school. Cory Booker on the record, big charter school supporter, not just charter schools, but reform period. Right. Biden, Biden like served as vice president for the most popular school reformer in the history of school reform, Barack Obama. Right. So if Bernie has any offense, this is it. What's that? I say he's trying to set us up apart. Um, set us up apart. Yeah, he's trying to set us up apart from like these these folks, and he's calling them like corporate Democrats. Like, so I mean, and Chris, you said this a lot, right? I mean, Bernie said we we he, it actually worked because Ray just referred to Bernie Sanders as a Democrat, right? But Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. Never been. And never been. And I think that you know, and and a lot of people like that, but if we're having these type of conversations, he's trying to separate himself. Like he's trying to be the anti tea party. So remember when the tea party started as a small movement and it was the right right of the right. And then they got this power and they got this bully pulpit. He's trying to do the left version of that. And it's tough when you have somebody like Elizabeth Warren, that's kind of in that same slate and she struck first. Right. So when she struck and she said, I'm going to keep it real with you because it's tough. It's, It's close to my heart. I don't think she can do it, but when she talked about erasing, uh, like school debt, loan debt, I mean that's yeah. that spoke to my heart. Now she wrote that back right. She she wrote it back right after and said only fifty thousand, which I was like, oh, that's less attractive. 
and I think you're gonna keep going back. <laughs> I got more than fifty thousand, right? But I mean, but that was I'm gonna keep it a whole buck with you. That was one of the times in the last, you know, what, fifteen years where somebody a politician has said something that spoke so directly to me that I was like, oh. Let me listen to what else you got to say. Let's and unpack I, this though. Let's, let's stick yeah. with that point for a minute. Yeah. Because that couldn't be more inequitable as a plan. Right. As a plan. So, but it still spoke to you. So Bernie yeah. is doing what Elizabeth is doing. They're mm-hmm. looking for educated uh, constituencies that they can tap into and give right. a goodie to some goodie, throw them a bone. And yeah. so, so Kamala wants to give teachers more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Warren wants to get the entire overeducated class a tax break on their, or not even a loan break on, on their money. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to give away something. Let's just put it that way. As a matter of fact, the folks who aren't giving anything away right now are, are not polling very well. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so they're not even in the game. Look where, where Corey is at right now. Right. Like Corey tried to sell compassion. He, 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 man, nobody want to hear that shit. He he tried to sell compassion <laughs> for the common man, and that's my guy. That's my guy too. I mean, he, I feel like he did some real good work in Newark in terms of in terms of like the charter school movement, in terms of um, what he did with the Zuckerberg money, and, and just pulling Newark out of the depths of, uh, of 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 state receivership. I feel like he was the catalyst for that, even though he won't get the credit. He How come none of these people have to talk to us? How come none of these people yes. have to actually look, talk to us? Because none of, none of these plans I just said are directed. Even Kamala isn't talking to us. She's talking to teachers first, right? How, how come you don't have to talk to parents? Because I think that you just saw an election go a certain type of way that didn't include Black people, right? I mean, Black people showed up really, really big, and the other side still won. So what election both, was this? You, what, ele- what election are you talking about? The one where Trump is president. Oh. Black so, people showed what? Black you vote. Black what you talking about? So the numbers, the number, the percentages of like what the black populace did as far as that vote was concerned, like it showed that even when we are voting for a character in the high 90%, that the other side can still win. So what they're doing is they're banking on a similar type of outcome. There is not without, and I think that they're banking on if there isn't. A, a strong black candidate that galvanizes people the way that Barack did. And I don't think, I think that Barack used up a lot of juice early on because of how fresh he was and how he came out with like the social media and all that stuff. I think they're banking on never seeing that type of like those type of numbers again, right? And I Trump, think yeah. looking at what white folks in middle America did, they're looking at what white women did. So that's why you have people pivoting towards teachers. Who are teachers? Charles, what's, wait, what's wait, wait, wait. White women, white women, teachers, white women in a large women. drove, right? Yeah, so yeah. what we saw is that white women don't normally break from white men. Actually, but- you know what? You just you just raised like the point. Actually, I didn't even think about this. So that recent study that came out that basically said that white Democrats and black Democrats feel totally different about Absolutely. So Absolutely. what Bernie just did was he said, I'm going to stand with black folks appeal to the white Democrats. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay, now it I get it. Bro, now so I make it. I, I, I need to go now. back to I need to go back to Charles's point about uh, black the black voters and the, the numbers that he quoted. So it may have been 90 percent, but it was 90 percent of 45 percent. Yeah, I, I hear that. But you, but like it, people are not just looking at the last election, man. They're looking at a whole lot of data, right? This is a big data game that we're talking about. So I understand that. Like, but if yeah. black folks would have came out and voted in record droves, if like they came out, fit, and voted, we'd all be drunk. 
Well, I don't, I don't, well, there you go. I actually don't want to relitigate 2016, but I'll just say like, no matter what, everybody should show up. But what are we showing up for this time around? Listen, this show is called Eight Black Hands. We talk about education. We're always talking, I'm always talking about the 8 million black children. And specifically when I'm mentioning them, I'm not mentioning them just in in abstract. I'm talking about them going into schools every day that are preparing them for the next thing, right? We don't have a presidential candidate right now that is going to speak directly to that, which means to me, the problem is going to persist through the next president. We are gonna keep having people talk around the issue. Listen, his 10 point plan is everything that Randy Weingarten wants. It's, it's just basically her, her template. It, it involves like integration, more money for integration, more money for teachers, uh, um, community schools with wraparound services, uh, everything that she's asked for. I'm not and, opposed to that. And a cap, well, it's like, you shouldn't be because it's like kittens and miracles and shit, right? Like, you should be. Like, th- like this is like frosty donuts. This is all, like, who can say no to any of this? But what, 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 is in, what isn't in this plan? Anything around teaching and learning and right. pedagogy. Results. And curriculum and results and outcomes and accountability. Right. And- Bro, you're never going to have, you're never going to have anything with results or anything focused on results because you already said who this teaching class, who the majority of this teaching class is, is made up of. But right? this is what's different. And they now. don't want to be held accountable. But this is what's different now. They're, they are taking over the table. They are winning. But the entire reform era from the 90s all the way through Barack was about outcomes. Mm-hmm. It was about exactly. accountability, yeah, right? Absolutely. So yeah. now the tides have turned. We're going into an unaccountable era, right? Right. But in the irony of that is that their, their biggest argument is that Charter schools are not accountable. That we're the least that that they are the least accountable. And and it's I think, the easiest to close down. But and I understand that. And what I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> what I'm saying is the irony. <laughs> they be If you go in right, if you go if you go to a traditional public school that has failed generations, no, I should still standing. Yeah, it's still standing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to make your point if you allow me to. I, right, I really agree with you. Go ahead, Dr. Cole. Go ahead. I, I'm just, Ray be turnt, boy. I'm telling you. No, I agree. The irony is that we're about to go into this age of no accountability, and they're going to do it singing a song that charter schools are not accountable. And, this is true. Like, and your point is, is well taken. We can, you can open and get a charter school closed down before they even got a chance to make changes or whatever the case is, right? Like you can deny those schools and, they're, and they got a lot of litigation to make it even harder for those schools to, to appeal. But in a traditional school, you can fail over and over and over and over again, and we'll find a way to keep it open and not only keep it open, but we'll funnel poor black and brown people into that school. We'll make them go there. We'll redraw the lines so they gotta fill that school up, right? And then when it doesn't get filled up or people actually decide to choose, and we'll change laws again that take that right away. Like that's that's what's happening in a systemic. So way. let me ask you a serious question, because what you just described is terrible. Yeah. It's like literally trapping vulnerable people into a situation where they're going to be more vulnerable. So it's, it's the, the op- it's the trap. Well, it's the trap, and it's the opposite of like being progressive or generous in any kind of way. It's the opposite right. of having moral politics. So, do you think that it should be enough? let's say we agree with them on everything else except for education. Do you think it should be enough if they're going to keep doing this to walk away from a candidate on this one issue, walk away from them because of this issue, be a one issue voter. Right. 
Man, I walked away from Bernie in 2015. Well, I never was with Bernie. I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but I want, but I want to hear, I want to hear you answer his question, though, right? Like what? So what Chris is asking specifically, right? Is it okay at this juncture to be a one-issue like voter? So what let me you, even make it more specific. If I, I just say, that was very specific. But well, I'll make it even more specific. If I just say, listen, if the Democrats do this, I'm voting for a libertarian. I'm a one-issue voter this time. My, my, my vote is for the, the black mind, eight million black children. And, and I'm not going to sit at home and not vote. I'm not going to vote Republican, but I will vote uh, a libertarian. What if I did that? Ray, you can go first. I, I, so, <laughs> so that's all well and good and all well-intentioned, and I, and I get your point, but I'm not doing that. And so there are a lot of things that factor into how I vote. Uh, I am a registered Republican. Uh, Wait, what? Are you? What? I this is weird. I never been a registered Republican. Oh, my God. Very long Ladies and time. gentlemen, welcome that's to the <laughs> That's why you're so up <laughs> <healthy>. Okay. <laughs> so, what? but... But I I, 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 I voted for Barack. I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Trump. Oh, but yo, but but listen, but listen for for a while for a while, man. Like, I'm a record scratch sound was, right now, fam. Totally, I would kind of attack you being a Republican later. Go ahead. Not, bro, not a record scratch. It's got to be like the car tires going. Eh! <laughs> yo, <laughs> right. listen, go, go ahead, go, go ahead, Republican. Go, Ray. go ahead, bro. Go ahead, George Bush. So Republican. <laughs> A lot of people, a lot of people, when we talk about like, you know, we talk about the current state of finances in the black community, right? For those people that have investments, if you're looking at your 401k, are you looking at your 401k? We're not about to do it. We're not you about looking, to do if you're looking at any of those things, if you're looking at any of those things. No, because we need more time to one single. If we're talking about one single issue, if we're talking about one single issue, we're talking about money. So, so you just blew up uh, what and, I was gonna and, say. Though. You right. just blew answer, it up. I mean, answer damn. Chris's answer Chris's question because we need a whole episode about black. Well, wait a second, Cole. But hold on now. I want to hear the answer to your question. He just did kind of answer it. He basically said, "I'm already walking away from these dudes because I've never been with them." So he doesn't have the problem that we have, like we, where we look at some of these folks and we think, ah, I might vote for you, even if like, so, so like, let's put it this way. If Bernie becomes the front runner and he gets the nomination, he there's going to be a lot, there's gonna, it, let's just say he does. There's going to there, be a lot of people that are going to hold their nose and still do it because they feel like they just don't really have any other choice. And I'm going to be like one who's going to have to think real intent. How important is it to me that you care about 8 million black minds? But it's important enough to make me walk away and basically be like, I would never do it. Let me throw a wrinkle in this. Okay. Right? The second tweet that came from... Uh, another wrinkle? You, didn't you just throw a wrinkle? Well, the biggest wrinkle. Another, another one, another one. <laughs> Bruh, that's like the big, that, that wrinkle needs Clinique. You just like, that's the biggest wrinkle ever. But as, go ahead. As president, I will stand with groups like the at NAACP and put a moratorium on federal funding of new charter schools until rules are in place to make sure they are operating with transparency and accountability. So this ain't for profit. This is new charter school. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's nonprofit. He he's he he said both, and people are just picking up on the for profit part. Yes. But this is my point. Is that serious enough? Is it how how much serious? Are, so so like Elizabeth Warren wrote an entire book where she she was all for school reform. She was for vouchers even, right, in that book. She's totally changed her tune. Um, um, you know, uh, Kamala is going to change her tune. Corey is hanging on 
I don't know if he's going to change it, but it seems as though you can't be a Democrat anymore and run on the platform of we must have outcomes by all means, by any means necessary, we need outcomes. You can't run on that anymore. The Barack, the Barack broke it. We should, we, we, Barack broke that, took it with him. So now what? Now what? Am I homeless? Because I don't like Democrats anyways, but just basically, and I don't like Republicans. So I think, so it's a few things. And I, so, I like you, Ray. I, I didn't so, know you was a Republican. So maybe you'll be the first Republican. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, uh, like, actually, I like white Republicans better than black Republicans. Wow. That's yeah. true. That's true. No, Wait, like, what? Yes, <laughs> like black, especially black women, or white women Republicans are different than white male Republicans who are different than white, than black Republicans. What black are you basing this off of? Just interactions. Like black Republicans are, Wait, do you are know, extra. Are, do you have like a extra. black Republican group, Ray? Like, do y'all have meetings? Like, yeah, where do y'all I'm meet? Not doing, I'm not doing this with y'all. <laughs> y'all wear members only jackets. Hey, like, listen, where do, where do, there's, there's, more of, there's more of us than than you think there's 11 percent of y'all there's 11 percent of y'all so this is trump no i said that already voted for trump yeah i didn't oh no he didn't he didn't vote is trump is trump Trump your guy is this let's go around no well you can't vote republican because he's he's gonna be the front runner who should be impeached Okay. All right. We'll see. You I'm, the I'm, the, I'm the second. Repo- I'm the se- second Republican. I, I don't hold. Uh, okay. So up, let, me, let, me, let me let me ask this question so we can get back on track. Because okay, get us back on track. But this is on track for me because this is some crazy shit. But I'm just ahead. saying we didn't prep people for this and we just lost a, <laughs> we just lost 200 listeners. So let's get this back on track. Bye so bye. Question: Is that enough for me not to vote for somebody? Yeah. And I would say. It depends, and there's nuance to it, right? And so, like, oh, with Trump in office, with Trump in office, the with somebody like key. Trump in office that has, like, a, a stranglehold on the country right now, it's not. Uh, yeah, not me, about that, that. How, how are we worse off Let right me now. tell you why. How are we worse off? Let me, let me tell you why. Can I finish answering the question? No. Tell Men- us how, is, how is, it works. Is Minnesota off. aggression? <laughs> no, we don't so, have aggression in Minnesota. Well, let me, tell you, let me tell you how we work. <laughs> let me tell you how we are more worse off. Okay. I was just sitting home with my mom, right? My parents okay. are in town. I haven't, I haven't had them in my home in a long time. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and a news piece comes on and it talks about how Roe versus Wade just got pushed back in a state in the South. Like that's one way that we are like super behind, Three. right? Three. I'm just saying in, in places in the South, right? And like my mother, who's a woman, right? Is like, like somebody used the term a consensual rape. Like somebody said that we can, like we don't make provisions for incest or rape because many of these babies born out of rape was a product of consensual rape. So that's a way that we are like, Damn. That, that's right. And that's, you, you can only do that when you have an emboldened president. Right. And so that's one thing I think, but to answer my question, Let me my back answer, up. You can't do you can't do that without a president because those, those you could you do that with, you do that with governors you do that with governors yeah it was a state it was a state I I understand how civics work I got you what I'm saying is is that that energy listen don't nothing trickle down 
except for bad policies like from Republican presidents in that way, right? So the same way the war on drugs. That's not true, bro. Everybody, that's not true. I don't believe it trickle down on e- economics. I was just it was it was a joke that didn't just go over well. But the point is, let me finish my. <laughs> <laughs> but the point, the point is, let that me finish my right. answer, Ray. Let me. <laughs> you, I need a mute button. I need a mute button like they do on that ESPN show. <laughs> <laughs> So, so my answer is the same. My answer is different from yours, Chris, but for the same reason. Because you're about to say, how much worse off are we right now? And the the point that I'm gonna make is, I don't think it was ever good for us, right? Like, and and this mm-hmm. brings up mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. 65 years since Brown versus Board, and I saw a lot of people celebrating Brown versus Board because, and I think that they had the, their hearts were in the right place because the ideal that they are trying to forward is separate but equal did not work for people and integration was something that we needed in order to get education better and here's my issue with that one it hasn't worked like look at your schools right now what it was really good to do is it got rid of all those black teachers and principals in black schools and we've never recovered two the second thing around that 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 we still are dealing with right is that people have changed like integration was never supposed to be the goal Integration was supposed to be a means to get to a goal of better education for black kids. So what that means to me is, which I believe in, like if, if, if that would have worked as a means, then I would be saying, yes, we should extend and expand the idea of integration to make sure black kids are better educated. Well, that did not happen. And thirdly, people have now made integration the goal. Like it's not the quality of education anymore. It is the simple goal of integration. So, hey, it made it we got integration, so let's 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 wipe our hands because we did our job, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that's what an integrationist is, and like kids are still they're struggling, and we're struggling even more because we don't even have black safe havens for kids in black education. And now, where charter schools has offered refuge for some kids in that ecosphere, right? That has it, now those are under attack. And those are being attacked by lovable white folks with messed up hair that say, well, I'm going to get rid of all charter schools because it's hurting unions. So, like, that's the pervasive thing that we went through that did not start last year or in 2012 or whatever the case is. That started in 1965. And that assault has been, not 1965, but that started 65 years ago. And that assault has continued on black people. Yeah. So, so a couple of things in there that you said. One, you said that they made integration a goal, and I think they've made integration the barrier that cannot be, you know, the insurmountable barrier. They're basically saying you can't expect good things to happen until we get, get integrated. Right. So, so don't expect black achievement. Don't expect kids that can learn or whatever until we have that. And I think it's like a, it's a brilliant thing to throw in, in, into the road. The other thing that you said that I think is important was integration wasn't the goal it was a part of a series of goals and if you look at all of the cases before brown they were mostly um economic cases they were mostly cases that were about changing black economics and and getting black capital uh going and integration became a means of which to get more capital so on that point if you think about presidential candidates now let's just throw that out here's another wrench do you think that Bernie Sanders socialist um, economics or Joe Biden's near socialist, you know, economics. Um, do you think it's good for black people? Because Ray just put something out there. He basically said, you know, the, if you're looking at your 401k right now and you're looking at your jobs and your savings, you, 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 
You know, listen, I don't like to say it, but Trump did ask black people, what's the worst that can happen? And he was talking to a bunch of people that had been under a black president and had done poorly under a black president. So mm -hmm. what say you? That I mean, makes it easier for me to walk away, just to be very honest. So I hear you. I, I understand. I mean, I like I said, I'm not Charles Cole won't be voting for Donald Trump. And I don't think that I'll be voting for a third party candidate that I don't think can win. I think that there are a bunch of issues that we gotta fight. I think you gotta understand my mindset going into this though, man. Like I, I am the person that says constantly, almost every day, that black folks are on their own, especially in regard to education. So if I've already said that that is like a moot point, right? And that that's not gonna ha be something that happens at a federal level, then I have to look at other issues that get impacted by that. If I decide to run, you gonna vote for me? Cause I might throw my hand in the race. I might. <laughs> if, I mean, uh, everybody, every, everybody else is throwing their hand in the race. They the might as well. Why not me? If you ain't got a chance to win, I'm not. The Blasio a chance to win. Yeah. Bro, Ray, listen, if Ray, the Blasio Ray, can get in the Ray, race, I'm Ray, Ray, do you? Are you saying that I should vote for Chris if he enters this race with no chance? Yes, that's what he's saying. Ray is tripping. Ray is not I, tripping. He's like I, Ray is loyal. Ray is loyal. I'm, I'm your friend. I'll be there for you. I got the cognac when you lose, but I'm not voting for you. I'm not throwing away a vote. Bro, anything, anything, anything can happen, man. Like, yo, That's this is true. Like, any, That's true. Any, any given November 4th. Or, That's or true. Or That's true. I think I make a very compelling candidate. I'm not, I'm not for either side. Uh -huh. I, I, I'm not beholden to anything. Or what's your, what, yo, what's your, what's your 10 point education plan? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Educate black people times 10. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me, hey, listen, give me something. It's not give me something not to promote. It's, it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's not just the black people's candidate either. You know, because, yeah. because you know what, I want to be real with you. Uh, um, white kids aren't doing what they should be doing in this country either. So everybody's got a reason to want improvement. Facts. We prove there is no place in America where we don't need improvement in education if we want a strong country. And, All right, and boom, that's point one. Go to point two. Point two is parental sovereignty, man. Parental sovereignty. Everything has to end and begin with the parents' right to be able to, to do what they need to do for their kid. Like you want involvement, but you what you what you you're asking for involvement, you want responsibility. And you can't be responsible if we keep cutting parents off from opportunities that they desperately need for their children. That's a fact. Point three. Woo, point three. We do not have the people before our kids teaching them that we need. If we were teaching for yesterday, we have the exact teaching force that we need. If we're teaching for tomorrow, we got a lot of work to do. And it starts with shutting down all of the colleges of education and refabricating them to be ready for the next, the, the, the next leg of the journey. Okay, so your point four, because I'm your campaign manager now because I'm hooked. Point four has to talk about, has to talk about how we teach for yesterday, point four. I'm gonna just keep, I'm gonna go get some coffee while y'all going through this plan. Keep going, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, see, why he got to hate all the time? Yo, he, ah. he, 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 he just, he Yo, can't. You know what it is? You didn't say nuance. If you say nuance, he's right in there like, hmm. Yeah, he's like, ooh, nuance. I did a dissertation on nuance. I know what that means. That means you just say a bunch of shit and citations behind it. And other folks be reading it. You can fart anything out, put it on paper, right? And then citation it to death. And then get some peer reviews. We've been peer reviews. <laughs> you know what? You know what I will say though. I will say this, right? I think that I mean, but this right, this brings me to a thing that that I think is all dear to, to to this group as a whole. 
is what's the next wave of this quote unquote ed reform thing? Because I do think that this is a, this is changing. I think that this is about to get blown up. And I've just been searching for a new term, like a new thing that captures exactly what we are and not all this muddled stuff. And I found it, man. Have you ever heard of an educationist? Yeah. So I think I just want to be a black, brown educationist. And let me, this is a, I found this definition of it and I'm going to rewrite this in in black education. Let's hear it. Educationists are self-motivated, undeterred by low pay, system constraints, or political minefields. They are advocates who serve the best interests of students in any educational setting by facilitating students' natural desire to discover and contribute to the world they live in. Like, I'm going to take that. Let's just stop. Can we make that the eight black hands pledge? I love that. That I'm, that was yeah. perfect. That, that's and that's this is what I am. And I'm about All right, to add Ray, can you take this pledge, bro? I'm about to break yeah. it down and I'm about to make it a black one. And I'm about to add okay, blackness all through that. And I'm about to all name right. I'm about to write an article for it. And it's Wait going to why you hate other people? Hey, uh, why you gotta make it black? What do you hate Latin? I said, no, no, no. no, I, no I said no, I said black first off, first off, I said black brown educationists. That's what I said. Okay, That's there you go. Right. Well, what about what about Asian people and yeah, Native Americans? They, they, don't you. they fall into the brown category? Let me, let no, me no, no, oh, no. Asians fall into the brown category. You know what? You know what? As soon as Ray said he was a Republican dumb shit, to start <laughs> so let me. So, what, what we so, so wait, 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 before before <laughs> before you do that, before you do that, before before you do that, right? Because uh-huh. you you're not about to try to play me out like I'm Charles Barkley or Shaq, right? Like, so, how, okay. So, are they Republican? Have you? Uh, so, where where is where is India? Where is India? India is in Asia, sir. Okay. Yeah. So, are Indians Asian? Right, India isn't all of Asia. I'm asking a question, yes India or no? India is not all Yes of or no? Yeah, no. no. Wait, wait a second no. now, wait a second <laughs> now. India is also in caucus. And and by by virtue of the way that we do in America, they become white. They become Caucasian in the United States. What right. does their, so, skin, get, what does their so, skin complexion tell you? Okay, so this is Indian, true. This is true. What? No, 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 no. Chris, what does their skin complexion tell you? Yeah, that's one part That of they it. fall into what category? They do into brown. They fit into okay, brown. Okay, so you just said yeah. prior to that yeah. I was saying dumb shit because I said I was a Republican and yeah. I said something. Let me tell you, and I'm going to tell you why it's dumb shit, okay? Okay, go ahead. This please. is why it's dumb shit. Because please. India is in Asia. India is not all of Asia. So it's there not. Are and I never said all of Asians are brown. So that's like, bro, that's like saying- I okay, never said that. Are, do, are, do black people live in Europe? Yes. <laughs> what the hell? Do black people live in Europe, Ray? Bro, I'm not about the over no, just, nuance with you. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Anyway. So, so, so okay, anyway. wait, wait a second now. Let's just settle, settle law here. This is why we need Sharif on the, on the podcast. Right, we, we, need, we, did, we did put- we, uh, we, we put some Asians into the brown category. That still right. doesn't solve for American Indians, though. But but it keep doesn't. going. Go it go ahead. Go ahead. But go ahead. But, I, but I but I do. But in, in all seriousness, though, I I do think that there we need to have a new term and like a new, just very streamlined way of thinking. I think you hit it. this piece, yeah. No, yeah. I think you did that because actually I agree with you for a long time. Like I don't like reform because reform is is basically um, it's 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 system centric. It, right. it like only like without a system, you don't need to reform anything. Right. So so it still places the system above everything. Like reformer, and actually, to be very honest with you, I don't think that the system can be reformed. Right. I don't. I know that there's people in it that think that it can, 
and that they're just on the verge. The next thing that we do, the next PowerPoint that, you know, is going to set it on fire. Man, listen, superintendents are some of the biggest hucksters and snake oil salesmen in the United States. And they travel from city to city with them damn PowerPoints I'm that, not gonna that aren't going to do anything. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with that. That's because you want to be a superintendent. You're not going to agree. Might. I'm not trying to take no money out your pocket, bro. Like I, I get it, but I, I'm I'm just saying you you maybe you're not gonna be a snake oil salesman when you get on the syndicate and, and you doing this. I don't want to be on the syndicate. You're gonna be in the syndicate. Like it's a club. You have to. I think bro, they, I don't want to be in that club. I'm good where I'm at. Yeah, I think. Well, well, either way, I think Charles hit on it. I think that should be the pledge. I I don't think you should blacken it up though. I know we're the eight black hands. I know we got to, but we also got to start start understanding that. Uh, Is that everybody. Well, th- th- that there's more pain to go around than we think, right? No, I get like, it. Like, I don't. There's listen, a lot of pain to but, go but, around. But, but but see, I don't want you to do the thing that other that that sometimes white folks do, right? Is this that is just true. because I'm pro black? doesn't right. mean I'm anti anything else. So like, for instance, I think that I, I have to do, like I got to get myself right before I help my family. That don't mean I don't love my family. It just means that I had to get myself right. And now I can do stuff like help my family fly out here and be- Let me ask you a question. So your like, parents are here in town now, right? They yeah. in town with you now? Yeah. What would they think of like something like Bernie coming along? You know what, man, my parents, and I know that they're going to listen to this later because they started listening to all my stuff. So I'm going to answer this well. I yes. think that my, my parents... Be on your are, best behavior, young man. No, Do this I, my, you know what, though? And this is what I love about my parents, and they keep me grounded. My parents are salt-of-the-earth people, right? Like, so when you say stuff to them, they're not looking at your fancy words, right? They're looking at what you do. And I think that... I don't think that they would reconnect with Bernie, per se. I think that he's a lovable kind of white guy. That's like, oh, we can deal with him if he wins. I think that is still really, really early in the campaign. Um, but I was having a conversation with my parents, and they were they read my dissertation and they read they listened to a video, and the word agency came up. And my mom was like, and my dad was like, you know, I never heard that term before. Like I never knew it, right? And I think that, like, when I hear something like that, like I we live I live in such a bubble, fam. Like in California, like in Ray, you in New York, like these coastal places, and you know, you, you're a little more lucky, Chris, because you, you've been to all these places, but you live in the middle of the country, so you deal with middle of the country people more often. Like, we, we always have these conversations about folks and about people and what they need without including them, because they would never use that term, right? Like, that's, that wasn't just a term in their life. And I think that that's what happens with this Bernie stuff and, like, these early parts of the election. And this is why Donald Trump is so dangerous. Donald Trump and some Republicans are so dangerous because they don't get caught up in these new highfalutin fancy words, right? They say stuff, even if it's a lie through their teeth, they say, I'm gonna lower taxes or I'm gonna raise taxes. They say that this is killing babies or this is what I care about, right? And we have all these definitions and we got new terms every year that come out that's like, my, my, my parents ain't never heard the term gaslighting before, right? Like, gaslighting is not a thing in their word and I'm not saying, like, that, that don't mean people stupid because they don't know your new words, right? They just used to people saying, oh, no, that person's lying. <laughs> That's a liar, you know? So I, I, I think what my parents would say about Bernie is that he seems like a nice dude. I got to see what he did. Oh, he lives in a place that ain't got no black people? Well, I'm a little skeptical. You, you, you muted, Chris. We can't hear you. If, if he like got the nomination, if he got the nomination, they would vote for him. Absolutely, because yeah, Trump yeah, is in office. Yeah. 
Yeah, Absolutely, right? Because of Trump. All right, well, let's do this real quick to wrap. So, so because I want to give Bernie a fair shot here, which is he said more than, than charter school cap. Absolutely. His number one, though, is combating racial discrimination and school segregation. And, of course, the second line in there, he's got Betsy DeVos. This is how I know that this isn't a serious uh, a point for him. Mm-hmm. His number two is in the unaccountable uh, profit motives for charter schools. Okay, so we, we covered that. We got that. Right, right, right. His number three is funding. We got right. that. We know. His number four, I like. It's about um, the, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. So he wants to strengthen that. That makes a lot of sense. The, 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 no one's going to fight you on that. Um, number five, give teachers more money. And then empower them to teach. Now, we know what empower them to teach means. That's code for, that, that's code for get rid of any type of accountability, right? Like, yeah, like don't, don't make them accountable for nothing. Let them just run how they want to run. Uh, right. Number six is expand summer school and, and after school stuff. Number seven is food. Give everybody some food. You know, give every kid some food. Like, like that, this, is a, this is an educational intervention. Number eight is community schools. The, the unicorn of the, the teachers' unions. We got that. And number nine is uh, infrastructure. So he wants to do some construction jobs. Mm-hmm. He wants to pay the other unions to actually build some schools. So, so he's getting all his labor all wrapped up. And number 10, make schools a safe and inclusive place for all, including LGBTQ. And he forgot a couple of letters there because he's not, you know, he's liberal. He's not progressive. Mm-hmm. But uh, this sounds like a me- menu of bullshit. To me. Bro, this uh, all this is is coming. So basically, he didn't even have to write out a ten point plan. All he had to do was say, "I'm gonna come in and undo everything Trump has done." He could have just put a link to Randy Weingarten's site. He, he didn't have to too. write this out. He, he could just that. put a link, you know, because that that's what this is. Is if he if he's a nominee? Quick question for both of you. Yeah, Ray, I'm not like voting you. for him. I won't vote for okay. him. Okay, Ray, would you vote for him if he's a nominee? No. Ray. I, heard, I know I heard you, Chris. Right. Yeah. Would you vote for him if he's a nominee? If I have to choose between him and Trump and I'm voting yeah. for somebody to win, yep. then yes, I would vote for him. You have to vote between I him and too. Trump, bro. You did, like, there's going to be a libertarian presidential candidate. That's a good He ain't going to win. He's going to take 3% of the vote. Why? That's, what they, that's what they said about Jesse Ventura when I worked on his campaign. And guess yeah, what? Yeah, but they're saying that, that was a state campaign. campaign. That was bro. a state, state campaign. governorship campaign. Right. That's, that's a state, state campaign. There was, no yeah. way, there was no way he was supposed to win, and there was no way Trump was supposed to win. There was no so, way neither was him supposed Trump, to win. Trump won because of black and brown people. So I, I was saying Trump no, Don't blame that on us. No, Come on. No, bro. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You brought your ass out to vote in, 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 uh, in Cleveland. They brought Beyonce out. They brought Beyonce and Jay out there. Y'all still didn't go vote. Yeah, man. But, you brought your ass out to vote no, in Detroit. But you can't. You bro, bro, you, yo, that's listen that's to what I'm saying to you, man. I, you brought your ass out to vote in Philadelphia and, 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 and uh, in Pittsburgh. We got a whole different trajectory so in terms so of how we look at it. So you just took your white our white friends just off the... They they just not responsible for nothing. Huh? All the white folks that Trump, lied, Trump they, they won every for, white category. He everyone, won every white category. One. We're not going to take the rap for I this. Mean, you know, and you know, you know what? I also want to say this in the defense of black voters. First of all, we're, we're the number one most reliable voting. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. But I, this is what I want to say. Reliable for what? Well, wait a second now. This is what I want to say. Absolutely. Where, where I live. And this is, and this is for the record, this is Ray. This is, this is Ray saying this about black voters. Chris and Charles are very clear. That is not about black voters. And, no, and, no. and, and I want to say this. Are the most, they are the most loyal most black voting. Most reliable. 
right? And, and this is what I will say. It may have depressed a little bit in some places, but it takes me eight minutes to vote. There were black people waiting in line for four hours, or five hours, hours. still voting. Hours. Why? Why were they voting? They were voting because polls had been shut down. Uh, uh, there were new rules, new legislative things that had went through that, that prevented them from voting, made it harder for them to vote. And they still did it. They right. still came out, even in places right. where it was made so hard. I don't wait four hours to vote. Right. I just I, I don't have to because I'm in a very Lutheran society. Right. So we have an orderly civic system where I live. But in the South, they don't. And black folks in the South vote like crazy. Right. They show up and they do their, their job. Anyways, right. I feel like we have rescued black people, Charles Cole. We're not going <laughs> to listen. We're not going to listen to this, 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 this. See, this is, see, this is my thing about black Republicans. <laughs> this is my thing about black Republicans. Because white Republicans wouldn't say anything like that because they just don't care. Uh, um, but how are we going to blame us for, the, for, the, the, for Trump? I mean, God damn. I mean, I mean that, that, that did sound pretty Republican, right? I just want to say that. I mean, Trump, but, like, listen, if Hillary... And, and I would say that as, much, know, as, much, as much crap as Chris gives me about being an academic or, like, the, the person with the doctorate degree, like, oh, you about to get these Republican jokes, fam. You, about you to are get about to yes. get them. Yes. You sensitive about it either, sir. And remember, because Republicans don't get sensitive, right? So... No, they know, don't like snowflakes. No but, snowflakes. But, how how did we not know this about about Ray? I don't know. How did we not know? I don't know. I don't Ray, know. How, Ray, were you like purposely not telling us this? <laughs> I, we, it's never come up a conversation. It's never come up. Well, yeah, that's true. Damn, he's right because you wouldn't figure we would have to. Right. <laughs> so so wait, does that does that make my hands not be black? Like what the hell? I mean, well, I mean damn yeah, shit. I, mean, I don't know. I'm lighter I, skinned than you, but I ain't Republican. Yeah, man. Bro, so we based we based in Republicanism. I was just saying, if you, you could have came out, you could have been like black militant or something like that. You was a, it was a lot of other options to not be Democrat, but you ain't have to be Republican, fam. I mean, there's no. It's a valid lifestyle. I feel, I, it's I was, a valid lifestyle. Like I'm not gonna say like, listen, the, the Republican lifestyle is valid. It's bro. You know, I just got I you. You, you said shit. before that y'all yeah. gonna lose two hundred views. I just got you two hundred views. This is true. Two hundred more views yeah, in, in Idaho. Anyway, uh, I feel you, man. I listen. I, I love you regardless. I mean, I love you before I knew you as Republican. So, that, um, family. That, so. that sounds like when you tell your grandma something like that. Ah, oh, baby, that's okay. You know, grandma, go you. You know, you Republican. You yeah, it's all good. You know, yeah, you, it's, it's okay. I love you, baby. Yo, you doing yeah, Tyler yeah. Perry impersonations, man? This is, <laughs> so wrap this show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, y'all. You're lucky you didn't get Bernie. <laughs> so, y'all, you have been listening to another episode of the A Black Hands podcast, and we apologize that our brother Sharif, the peacekeeper, was not here today. Obviously, his presence is missed. Uh, so, Sharif, we love you, man. Hopefully, you got a chance to hear this episode, and we can't wait to have you back on. Uh, for those out there, please, as you're listening to this podcast, interact with us. Go to our Twitter uh, at 8BlackHands1. Continue the conversation. If you're listening on iTunes, please, please give us five stars and leave a comment so we can reach more and more people. Thank you, and we will see you next time. Peace. You have been listening to the 8 Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecki, and Stuart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.